Welcome to another episode of Perspective Talk. I'm here with Dakota once again, my cousin here, man. How you doing? Doing very well. Happy Sunday, Mike. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Perspective Talks. We got about four weeks running. Yeah, yeah. There's another one, number four. Okay. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about completion. I think a lot of people are. Versus being perfect, I guess. Completion versus perfection. Those are two different things, man. And, you know, I, I get caught up in trying to be perfect perfect every single day. And that's really not good because it stifles my creativity. Sometimes it stifles me putting something out because, oh, shoot, I didn't put that video out like I said I was at 9 a.m. So I'm not going to put it out till tomorrow oh i didn't put it out 9 a.m tomorrow so i'm gonna put it out um next week oh i didn't put it out next week so i'm not gonna put it out for the rest of the year so i i allow myself to be stifled by uh being creative and not only that i also sometimes get stuck in the rabbit hole which is another issue and we can talk about that later like looking at instagram and seeing how people's lives are looking perfect and looking amazing and they have similar struggles as much as I do or you do and they just get caught up they get caught up in uh you know not being able to be what they are it's like I'll never be that I'll never be Michael Jackson I'll never be Prince and you won't you actually probably would be better if you do what's the best you at the time and grow from there because that's what they did they grew from where they were and they got to become Michael Jackson. They got to become Prince. It wasn't like, boom, at eight years old, Michael Jackson became Michael Jackson. No, <laughs> he didn't become Michael Jackson at eight years old. He became Michael Jackson over 40 years of doing great material, you know? So, uh, but that's another issue. But I just, yeah. I get caught up in trying to be perfect and I don't do what I'm supposed to do at that time. I, I get caught up in the future and somewhat in the past too. It's like, Oh, I, I could have done that better mm -hmm. in the past, but I don't live in the present. But now like doing this perspective talk and doing these podcasts and getting back on my Instagram today, getting back into uh, my groove sauce. I have to live in the present. I have to put, just put myself out there. If I get torn up by any uh, comments or judgment or um, critics, critical talks that don't serve me, I can just ignore it and just keep going or I can pick it up and question myself and be like, uh, is that true? That helps to grow. That helps me to grow. It helps everybody to grow. So, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. Glad to hear you back in with the group sauce, man. I really love those. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. I know there might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a lag. So, yeah, um, just bear bear with me. I notice in terms of us talking and communication. Yeah, yeah, definitely. dude. I'm I'm glad you're getting back into the the group sauce. Those are really cool. But what I what I heard when you uh, explained that was that uh, completion requires perfection, because in order to go along a path and to get to a point of being complete, you make mistakes, which is very true. And I was listening to uh, an interview that Elon Musk was doing, and he said, whenever I interview people for a job. I asked them how I completed, how they completed, you know, a certain task or how they overcame an obstacle or a barrier. And he said, depending on the answer that that person gives is how he's able to qualify them. And he said, if it's someone who's really gone through, you know, making or breaking through a new barrier or achieving a task that hasn't been done, then that person is going to know that problem inside out 
front and back, you know, like very, very in depth. And I know I noticed that and I was like, wow, that's 100% true. Because whenever I'm looking to improve myself, I remember as a kid, one of the first things that I really like strove to complete was uh, stopping watching pornography. And that was like a difficult thing for me because everybody was doing it. And I was like, you know what, I want to be a lot more focused with my energy. And I didn't exactly know why. But I was like, this is something I don't want it to have control. I want to be, you know, in control of my sexual energy for one. So that journey, when he said that, I was like, I remember that journey was like so difficult because there were so many stops. There were so many things that came up for me like, okay, well, what do I do if I block it from my computer? Okay, well, then this problem happens. Okay, what did I do? How did I get past that? Okay, what do I do with my free time? And now like I have such a like detailed answer about those steps and those processes for just like one aspect that I've really like dedicated myself. That was like an early example. But, um, you know, I or, or doing anything, you know, in school or a math problem or just like a personal reward that you want to, to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Like for you um, going out and making the podcast and also being prolific on Instagram. I, there's there's going to be things that deter you from doing that. But what do you do? You know, like maybe a one barrier could be, oh, man, well, you know, I'm going out. I'm on the road. And that might stop somebody from making the videos because they're like, oh, I'm too busy. But you're like, okay, I'm on the road. But what do I do when I'm on the road? How can I make that time? And you get to solve those problems like in such a detailed way that they don't stop you. And that's, I think, really, that is like a, that's like a, a key to life. I listen to other people say the same thing. Other people who've attained like societal uh, standards of success, like Elon Musk, you know, he's like, I know when someone's actually done the work as opposed to someone just, you know, saying this is how the work is done. And you can tell the difference between those two. So, yeah, I think that in order to get to completion, imperfection is almost a necessary requirement because, you know, you never do it right on the first time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that's another thing. Um, You have an absolute advantage when you start too, because the technology has increased, it has improved the way um, someone 20 years ago had, or even 10 years, even five years ago, had to cheaply do a podcast, can cheaply do it right now from their cell phone, and it sounds a lot better than what the stuff that they brought, um, which was like five, 600 bucks of, of material, probably even a thousand bucks of material for audio, video, video editing you could do it right from your phone for less than maybe like 40 bucks 10 bucks free you you, get, you got the phone and you can download a podcast for free you can use iMovie for free you can do voice memos for free you can even get um digital audio workstations on the on the phone like a like a ableton or something and you know put compression and eqing on it for free so there's so many things that you can do in this day and age to start and not be perfect and actually have a growth mindset and push forward and actually have an entertaining uh podcast but it's it's up to you to learn those tools you know i just talked about this in my walking and talking today um are you entertained like, do you know how to entertain the crowd? Do you know how to become those challenges, the poor challenge, the, you know, the whatever challenge, you know, can you be the challenge? 
can, can you pull all those people people in without following the pack? And that's when they start to follow you because you start to build that individuality. You start to build those one-liners and everybody's like, oh, that's that be healthy, be wealthy guy. Or uh, that's that mood alchemy guy. Oh, that's that, you know, you become the entertainment center, that complex that people are looking for. So. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. I got to listen to that podcast, Walking and Talking, too. I've listened to a couple episodes, but I'll listen to one for today. I like that. Yeah. Being able to entertain, especially to be a thought leader in certain spaces, is very crucial. Yeah. Um, and also on the viewer's behalf is understanding what point of entertainment is, you know, of value to you as opposed to, you know, like making social media work for you as opposed to, you know, you kind of working to keep up and not really having any sense of clarity and purpose. But um we're all very blessed to have your energy in this world you know i always like to at least put on um put on my best my best face especially when i'm talking to others and mm-hmm. reconcile you know any any uh any upheavals or inner turmoil with myself and my close friends so that way i can go out there and be the best whether it be like entertaining motivational inspirational um but it's all about like you said it's all about completion going out and like trying things and if it's not perfect then let's Let's just keep on putting our best foot forward. Definitely. Exactly. And I mean, that's that's very important. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. Not only that, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the energy that you put out, you'll get back tenfold. So if I'm coming here, welcome to Perspective Talk, I'm just going to get that back. I'm going to get that back in tenfold. People going to be like, oh, he was boring. He had no energy. Yeah. Oh, welcome to Perspective Talk. What's up, man? Let's get into these topics. Let's do this. Let's do that. Man, they into it. They're like, oh, this man got energy. He had a jolt of uh, Red Bull and, and yep. espresso and whatever else it is that it, he put in his system, a B12 shot. Let me get some of that. You know, they, they into it. I mean, it, and, I, and I think that yeah, shows yeah. like that, especially when you think about kids shows, that, that's how it is. It's just super bubbly energy. You, you know, it's it's not even about the, the fact that there's, you know, there's no sense of words or anything like that. It's the energy that the kids are into. And that, and that's that's the same thing with love, business. That's the same yeah. thing with you know love, uh, loving relationships with, between partners, business partners between uh, even when you see certain commercials, especially the Super Bowl commercials, they're getting your attention from the energy perspective. A mosquito bites a person and it blows up from hot sauce. You're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. Oh, I need that hot sauce that make mosquitoes blow up. You know, <laughs> it's. It's that type of energy that transpires <laughs> to everybody. You you get the attention of everybody. everybody. And not, it's not like you're hurting anybody to do it, which is even more awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're elevating their mood and their energy. And I think in the first one, we were talking about the news, and that's what they do. They mm-hmm. pull your energy out, whether it's good or bad. It's like, oh, that's the Armageddon coming. But first, cute kittens. So they pull it at both sides of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how you, that's how you get people hooked. Um I wanted to share this little one piece about what is it that makes uh you know negative stories or headlines or fearful um you know energy what what is it that makes that popular? I was reading up on Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. He's like a psychologist and one of the concepts that he plays upon is the shadow. So what he actually says is that in every one of us in our in our human beings 
we have our persona that's on the outside and our psyche, which is all like mental stuff, you know, that we don't show. And he says that in that psyche, um, there are aspects of our like primal nature that are being suppressed that we don't show in our persona a lot of the time. Right. Like we might not show it outwardly, but they're still within us. So what a lot of media does is that they play upon those, you know, those sort of themes like fear, fighting, you know, sex, um, drama. And you could have people who maybe not, you know, engage in, you know, fighting or violence or, you know, uh, infidelity or dramatic things. But then they're watching these shows like Basketball Wives. They're watching, you know, people get killed all the time on TV. And that's the most entertaining thing. So I was just listening to that. And I was like, wow, this idea of like the shadow self, you know, and understanding that people, you know, our own desires that are within us that might want to us to be pulled towards you know, a negative sort of cycle, but we still have the choice to say like, all right, you know, I understand that it's interesting to, you know, go out and watch world star basketball wives or whatever. Like that's funny, but you know, you have a conscious choice to say, let me get energy in another way that's more fulfilling and allows me to get, get something that's healthy. You know, it's like junk food. It's like, you can something that isn't good for you for the same nutrients and get full off that, or you can get full off of like zucchini and, um, you know, potatoes and something that's more, you know, healthy that can be digested and give you back um, more energy. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's a, it is a very, very, very interesting way to put that. It's uh mental junk food. I guess that's the best way to put it. I mean, I remember when the nineties yeah. with, uh, you know, like seven heaven Dawson's Creek and, uh, Touched by an Angel, they had good shows like that. And, you know, you still had your glimpses of bad shows like reality shows like Big Brother and uh, The Apprentice and, you know, just things that you could digest from an entertainment standpoint that didn't teach you anything. But, I mean, you could pull a little bit from it still. Right. But then it started to become, like you said, Basketball Wives, Love and Hip Hop, Jersey Shore. This is maybe the mid 2000s. I was I just got out of high school and I, I'm looking at it like this. This is the way the world is digesting media when it comes down to TV, like cable TV. This is the most compelling TV shows right now. Like, I mean, and in my mind, I'm like, these are MySpace stars getting in fights. These are uh, people who want to become singers but they they use their bodies as a as a bargaining tool they don't even use their skills this would not have happened back in the day with mm. Motown this would not have happened in the day with stacks you know if you wanted to show off your body you go to Playboy or you go you know to one of these magazines that are you know r-rated or something like that whatever it is you didn't or you go to you know if it's even more glamorous you go to Victoria's Secret you know, you use your body as the talent itself. You didn't use your body as the talent for your singing, for your dancing. I mean, maybe for your dancing, but it's it's an entity by itself. But now it's like, oh, because you look pretty, we'll give you a chance. Or oh, if you're bratty, we'll give you a chance. For example, Bad Baby, Cash Me Outside to Dr. Mm -hmm. Phil. She got a record deal from that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, even some of these rappers, and I, 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 I don't have no disrespect for the rappers today. Actually, they're hustling, they're making their money. But some of them, they have a checkered past, and the record labels are like, we'll buy, 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 buy. <laughs> you know? So it's kind of interesting. 
it's weird we're buying into bad behavior we're buying into this negative energy and making it a form of entertainment that's it it's a form of inter- like if i was mm-hmm. to jump if i was to jump off and kill somebody do i get a record deal <laughs> is but that that's that's the yeah that's the concept <laughs> that's the concept that's what's going on in this day and age but things are changing and turning around because you know you're standing out i'm standing out there's a lot of other people that are standing out and just building upon that and i have respect for everything trust me i have no focus i have no energy energy towards it if if it comes to my table I would be like, look, let's make them, let's make money a different way. Let's let's be able to feed our families in such a way that we both can have dignity. But if you still want to play the game, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna play it. But we're gonna make money. <laughs> My energy is not gonna be tied mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's true. That's yeah. Like you said, I like what you said. You said. If I kill somebody, do I get a record deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's almost gotten to that point. It feels like it. Remember, remember that dude? Remember that dude a couple of years ago who was uh, like a felon, and he was like the handsome criminal, and he got signed to like a modeling agency yeah. and got like half a million dollar contract. <laughs> well, thank goodness, I'm glad he did because that probably did, in a way, probably <laughs> probably save his life. He probably, you know. He had that Kojak look, mm-hmm. Shamar, Shamar, uh, Moore, um, Idris Elba. He had that type of look, you know. Or that uh, dude, Tyson Beckford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that type of yes, yeah, He had that type of look uh-huh. that you know. Okay, he he has that that type of vibe, you know. So that was good. Hopefully, that did help him in the process. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard too much from him after that. But you know, those type of things save saves people's lives like that so that um kudos hand heads kudos and hats off to him you know yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah it, it leaves it leaves us in this generation with the interesting decision and i think the decision is you know understanding that the way that the world is i think a lot of this weight is also on the young women too oh yeah um, i talked to a lot of my female friends about their type the the, the positions that they're in and even girls I went to college with, and some of them, you know, are like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> uh, I'll be 100% honest, a couple, a couple of my homegirls from college, they, uh, they had sugar daddies, oh, and yeah. they would, like, fly them out to different places, and they yeah. get to, yeah, like, they get to, you know, go on these trips and everything, yeah. thing. and um, I think, I think that it's, you know, I can't judge in that position, because, I, I know what it is. Like I see what it is, and also they're put in a position that you know, most young men aren't. So it's easy right. for someone to judge and say, "Oh, well, why would you take that trip or whatever?" Just to you know, because like, they want to enjoy life. this guy or whatever. But <laughs> I, I really, yeah, man. Because I and I and I, I really put myself in like their shoes and say, like, hmm, I wonder if it was you know given to me as an option, how differently would my thinking be? Not to say I would say no to the trip, but it's probably a lot harder to say no to. Um, you know, physical and material items when, like you said, your body is the talent, uh, body is the prize. Right. And you know that you can get it. Right. And so I think that, you know, their moral battles might be, they're they're different, but they're they're the same in, in the sense that, you know, we're all human beings. We all have decisions to make. And um, it's, it's, it's a whole process of, you know, completion, completing, uh, you know, our, our moral journey and um, our journey to personhood 
understanding who we are. And along that road, there's imperfections. So yep. um, we all get to experience it as as we, you know, come to come to these new situations. Yeah. And, and you know what is weird? Because I think it's easy to say that's bad. Um, and yeah, you know, imagine if they had sanctions against that, like. You can't do that because that's that's borderline human trafficking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, if that was out there, then yeah. really from a judgment perspective, you you would be like, "Girl, what is you doing?" Like, n- not even what are like straight hood. What is you doing? This is not good. Like, you could get in trouble as much as the person doing that. Like, <laughs> you'll be looked at, you know, really badly. But the thing is. I think that with that type of situation, especially when your body or you know your body is the prize, um, it's it's short term. Mm-hmm. It's short term because they're probably not, uh, yeah. they're not respecting their bodies to a certain degree. Because what I mean by short term is your body does change every seven years. So the way they look right now is probably not how they're gonna look seven years from now. They may look better or they may look worse. And usually, in most cases, when women are obsessed with their mm-hmm. bodies, they get into the Botox. They get into mm-hmm. the plastic surgeries to try to up, uphold what they look like at 15. Your body changes. You have to adjust and adapt to what your body mm-hmm. does at 27 as it does at 34, mm-hmm. as it does at 42. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's it's weird. It's weird because when they do change um, yeah. their bodies with the plastic surgery and all that stuff, you're actually putting scars on your body. So your body's trying to heal and go to the next level as it's healing. So it's just, it's almost impossible for your body to go to the next level because you are hurting it so much from actually, actually allowing it to grow. You're actually, you're actually stifling its growth mm-hmm. by doing that. And I think that I get it. Some women are really insecure about having whatever part of their bodies. And it makes sense, you know, to, and they want to correct it in their, you know, in their heads, they want to have an hourglass figure, but they, Mm -hmm. they just can't get quite get there unless with surgery. That's the only thing in their minds. Now I say plastic surgery is best used for when you have a cut that doesn't close or you have a, you know, you, you burned yourself completely poorly. You know, you, you know, you, you're in a house that had a fire and half of your, half of your skin is off. You got to get your skin back on. You know, that's, I think that's what plastic surgery is mm-hmm. best yeah. used for. But when it comes down to trying to beautify yourself, ah, that's, ah, it, it just mm-hmm. makes me feel like who told you you weren't beautiful? Who told you you might need, was it yourself? Usually it is yourself first, but it's like the person that, that, that second person that, that's closest to you. Maybe your parents, your best friend, uh, you know, the one that's closest to you, your girlfriend. They just sit up there and say, you should get Botox, girl. You sweat too much. I think somebody told me that I was dating somebody and they told me that we were in a hundred degrees in a car because it was 70 degrees outside of California. And she (laughs) liked it to be a hundred degrees in a car. She told me 
you should get Botox for that because I was sweating rain in my face because it was just that hot. I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. I would have been fine if I had no clothes on, but I mean, I'm outside in the public. I can't I can't take all my clothes off. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. Your body's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Your body's going to function the way it functions. And... If it's not working yeah. properly, you know, if you're having zits and you're having breakouts and stuff like that, you should, you know, take a double look at yourself, contact your doctor, see what, you know, see what you can do without the surgery. But if surgery is the last resort, so be it. But then from there, find ways to heal yeah, completely so and not have that, not use that again as a crutch because altering your body in such a way where yeah. the body doesn't know what it is, it is ultimately going to attack it. And now they have these documents on the fact that these uh, breast implants are, can be cancers like right away. Like the, you know, the, the sacs could rupture and, and, and get into the body poorly or the actual body rejects the actual implant and it becomes breast cancer. It's insane. So, you know, some of these women, they, they have these mastectomies and, you know, get their breast removed and then put this stuff in and they get breast cancer again. So, mm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll uh, I'll leave I'll leave my final thought with this: is that um, Eris? No, was it, who is it? No, Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Um, so like Stoicism, like Stoics, a lot of a lot of their beliefs and ideals come from the fact everything in the material world is changing. Yeah. And the only true beauty is within ourselves. Yes. And I took a class on that. I was like, that doesn't mean much to me. You know, <laughs> like what they talking about. They yeah. didn't live in the 21st century. They have seen all these beautiful girls. They didn't see these Instagram models. They're tripping. <laughs> like back in college when I was uh, taking those classes. Um, but but it does it does it does ring true even to me now for myself is that you know like short term gains. Um, and a lot of this is, you know, biblical, philosophical. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be tied to any certain particular religion. Right. But uh, you'll you'll see it. You'll see it. You know, whether it be the book of Taoism, uh, Catholicism, yep. um, Buddhism. Yep. You know, why is it that they say, you know, treat other people good, don't steal. Um, you know, don't rush to get, you know, the money now, or don't rush into you know, relationships prematurely. You know, understand that beauty fades on the outside, but look for someone who has like a certain, you know, connection on the inside. And that stuff is starting to be, you know, starting to ring more true to me. And it's allowing me to sit in a place in my life where I'm observant and I'm aware of these things happening. But the desire to get derailed and chase after, you know, any one of these material or outside things is starting to it's starting to like normalize and become like balanced. So that way when I do see something like, Oh, like uh, an opportunity that maybe isn't suited towards me, whether it be like for work, um, you know, I'm starting to get more clear on that. And I didn't have that clarity before. Uh, so it's, it's, I think it's a blessing. It's really awesome, man, because it goes with everything. Like I was about to get into a career that I really would not have meshed with, but the money was good. You know what I mean? Right. Or I could have gotten in a relationship with a girl that was, you know, really pretty. And and this, this did happen too. Like girl was real pretty, but some things that just were not like lining up. Right. And I was like, ah, 
<laughs> you know, right. let me not rush into this and let me not sacrifice my personhood just to, you know, fit around, you know, a square block and round hole. And now I have a great girlfriend who's beautiful and she also, you know, cares a lot for me. And she's like a great person, you know, inside and out. So and same thing with my job, like my job situation is great. Um, I got, you know, what I wanted, what I asked for, and I didn't have to, you know, sell out my morals or sell out a life, um, sell out myself to a life that, I, you know, wasn't wasn't meant for me or, you know, when I had a fair option. Definitely. Awesome. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. hey, you look, that, and that, that goes back to uh, that goes back to perfection. And even even this plastic surgery, even, you know, mm-hmm. even with what you're talking about, that's that was progression. That was a growth mindset. You didn't, like you say, you didn't put yourself in a place where, oh, this is going to be perfect. I have the most beautiful girlfriend. I have the most awesome job. But, oh, I'm just sacrificing everything for it to be perfect. No, it's like, let me grow. Let me really figure out what I really want. Let me move in that purpose in that field. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out what type of energy I want around me, whether it's friends, your girlfriend. That is a growth way of thinking of it. Oh, and the Stoics, when you talk about Marcus Aurelius, Marcus Aurelius Epictetus, those guys were so, when you talk about women, they were so Stoic about anything even if they were dealing with somebody that uh, was married or in the relationship and that boyfriend or a king or back in the day it was king. So if that king wanted to be like off with his head, they're like, man, eh, I'm a stoic. I live good anyway. Like you, you can come after me if you want. I mean, I'm straight. <laughs> it's, it's not like the, it's not like the girl, <laughs> it's not like the girl uh, chose. Uh, it's not like I forced the girl to choose me. She chose me. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah man uh this is and this is this is uh this has been my theme man i wrote it i wrote it on my whiteboard i can send a picture to you but yeah i have new lessons and themes that kind of just come to me and usually i write them down through the week and at the end of the week i write down new principles right. but this one was super important to me it said have nothing have the attitude that i have nothing to lose when it comes to commitment to myself and my personal values because with everything, man, with money, if you give money the power, then somebody knows, like, hey, I can just tell Dakota to do this and he'll do it, you know, and then I'll be sacrificing my moral values and do something and kind of sell myself out for money, whether it be with relationships. And this applies to both females and males. I don't just want to say it from the male perspective for any females that are out there listening. Right. It's like you can say, hey, I have this, you know, beautiful body or men want me and that's just attention. But, you know, if I don't have anything to lose, then I can just make my own decisions, my my worth is not negotiable my worth is not determined by anything outside of myself so if you live with that attitude of having nothing to lose then everything you think like oh i have to do this or else i won't be complete and whole then that kind of just falls by the wayside and you don't have you know you don't have anything to lose in terms of just i'm gonna live my life how i want to and i know that sounds very cliche and i don't know if it's coming across to you but i've had a couple like personal revelations like i said on multiple fronts whether it be relationship money um, you know, social media and keeping up with the Joneses, but that that mentality of like, I don't have shit to lose. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I don't have anyone's approval to lose. Like, I'm just gonna do me. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just gonna like do me and be the best version of me. Mm-hmm. I've heard that said so many times, and like I said, I don't know if I'm conveying this clearly enough, but it just 
all clicked for me. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, this week, um, I had a bunch of situations coming up where I was, you know, tempted to go by the wayside and say, oh, man, I should, you know, I have that feeling like, oh, I should do that. And I'm like, hey, like, I don't have anything to lose by making the choice going to sit well with me at the end of the day. When this moment passes, when this fleeting moment passes, then, you know, I'll still have the power. Um, even though I might not feel it now, I'm going to, you know, still stick with my convictions. <laughs> Definitely. My guy. <laughs> yeah, this is a this has been a heck of a talk, Thank man. <laughs> this has been real heck of a talk, man. Uh Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, <laughs> we'll leave it at this and we'll we'll come back next week with some uh, more interesting and uh pretty fun topics, I should say. <laughs> yep, yep. I love it, man. Definitely. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to week four Perspective Talks. Definitely. Yeah, this is another Perspective Talk, and you can follow us. My tag handler is Mike Basinola. His is Perspective by Dakota, and we are on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I am on Facebook. I am going to be on LinkedIn. Yes, I am sir. going to be on TikTok. I'm going to be on uh back on instagram really soon and shortly i'm just going to be omnipresent everywhere i'm just putting my foot where my foot can land i'm putting my toes wherever wherever it sits so <laughs> yeah it's and pay deep attention to dakota he has a, a big program that he's going to start up and i'm definitely going to be a big part of help helping and helping uh with the media and music and it's going to be really fun man so stay tuned yeah Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, cuz. Happy Sunday to you all. Beautiful world. Be healthy, be wealthy, and do better than your best. Be full of love, cuz we love you all. Have a good one. Love you, too. All right, have a good one. All right, y'all. Peace.